Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Professional Awesome Hypercritical Radio. I'm Hayden Lowe, and I'll be your host for today. And I'm joined by Mike Lewin, Devin Giles, Dan O'Donnell. And we do have a special guest today, so please introduce yourself. Jason Deanhart from Global Time Attack. Awesome. Well, Jason, I think I think some of the uh, listeners know who you are already, obviously, from Global Time Attack and from, obviously, your work you did there. But I think some of our other listeners, you know, in terms of that do grid life and maybe some other racing might not know who you are, where you've come from, all that fun stuff. Can you give us like a, a really quick synopsis of, you know, what you do at Global Time Attack? And then obviously we'll talk about some history after that. Sure. Um, well, uh, me and a couple friends about uh, 11 years ago, 12 years ago, uh, were approached by uh, actually Christian Rado uh, of like old school drag racing and uh, early time attack fame. Um, and he was like, basically, long story short, he was like, hey, look, you know, we're here in that red line out here in California is taking a nosedive uh, financially. They're not going to be able to continue next year. You know, would you start a time attack series if I got the funding together and got it started, like the seed money, um, small seed, but uh, got it started and um, kind of, you know, that's about as short as I can make it, you know, started doing events with NASA around the country early on the first couple years and then um, stopped working with them, did some events on our own. Um, more recently linked up with um, SCCA. We do a few joint events around the country with them and we've got some mainstays that we do um, like the finals at Button Willow in November, um, which we've carried on from the Super Street event. And then, uh, of course, uh, Global Time Attack at Road Atlanta with Drift Atlanta, uh, Mother's Day weekend, which is a great weekend, of course, for your mom <laughs> to be at the racetrack. She loves that one for the past 11 years. It's always the best. Uh, it's always the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finding a new home um, up at the Ridge Motorsports Park uh, up in the Pacific Northwest. And then a um, couple of years, few years ago, um, under the super lot battle name we started doing um, an event at circuit the americas um slb coda where uh we've got uh, the gltc grid life touring cup is there doing a wheel-to-wheel race both days um which is really uh, a dope mix and then uh, lone star drift is there i feel like a promoter right now but um i kind of always go into that mode i apologize but anyways yeah um that's kind of where we're at recently um it's a real small operation, so, uh, you know, there really isn't anybody that works on it, you know, Monday through Friday, except for my close friends that you actually see at the event, still answer certain emails, uh, depending upon what gets filtered to them that they help me out with. Um, John Via, one of my buddies, does our timing and scoring. He also does books all of our travel, um, so that's something that he does on the side on top of his IT career, where he's super busy with that. So, you know, all these guys, you know. Cuban, even Tony still, um, I appreciate their help with the rules and, you know, everybody helps out, jumps in and has got a job to do. Um, I'm the one that's either lucky enough or unlucky enough, depends on the day, um, that works on it like Monday through Friday, um, kind of like 20 hours a day on and off throughout the whole day. If you can kind of know how that goes, if you run your own thing. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, Obviously, uh, some people have a little background in terms of, obviously, like you said, the global time attack in, in terms of coming from Redline and obviously starting that up. Um, but I think whenever we do these things with the OGs of time attack and, and, and where they've come from, a lot of people like to hear about the early years and kind of how you even got into this. See, you know, the guys that know you, obviously, we know you well, and we know that you came from, you know, sport compact racing and such. And yeah. I feel like that's still you, – you still love that. And I'm sure Devin will talk about it because Devin loves ra- drag racing too. That's, mm-hmm. I think he likes it more than Time Attack. Like it's like – I, I really do. Yeah, see um, – I, I, I probably still do. It's kind there of – There you go. See? For me. Right. Um, see, I, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> my first love <laughs> – I guess I'd say my first love is drag racing. Right. I've fallen in love with Time Attack, but um, – it was something that grew on me more. I mean, I wasn't against it. It was just that yeah. I just liked uh, drag racing more. Right. Um, but Where yeah, does Amanda you know fit I mean? in? That's you know, you got to make sure which one. Like Amanda's like third love. Then what? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, she's uh, coming up the rear. They uh, come up. <laughs> no, she's the first love, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, drag racing was my thing. Um, you know, not as much anymore. You know, I mean, I've, I've got so much focus on what we do now that there's not much time for fandom. You know what I mean? But a guy. Sure, I, sure. I follow like Saucebot on um, Instagram. Uh, you know, he's all over the place, especially on the East Coast, where it's never really stopped. And right. for, for yeah, drag racing, which still is really dope, big. you know, right. and um, it's definitely making a resurgence out here on the West Coast, which is cool, too. Um, you know, and like in Texas, they never stop making big power and going fast over there. It's always been like that. Um, but, yeah, out here in Orange County and, and Los Angeles County, um, I graduated high school like in 93, a long time ago. Um, and, you know, people were already import drag racing at that time, street racing. Um, there was a place called Terminal Island that used to be open over in Long Beach where you can go on the weekends and just pay 10 bucks and just run what you brung until your wheels fell off. Um, so we'd go there on the weekends. Uh, and yeah, we were all about Hondas um, and front wheel drive drag racing. Uh, we had a crew, one of our buddies had a pickup truck with a 22R in it. Um, used to drag race that. He'd lose a lot, but um, cool. <laughs> at least he tried, right? Yeah, you gotta yeah, try. Can't top it's the it, effort. You know what I mean? The transmissions really were not geared for uh, yeah anything. Yeah, for anything. Yeah, not even in a quarter mile. But no. uh, yeah, we had a great time, and uh, I just you know being out here uh, in Southern California, you know, it was a hotbed, and a lot of the media came out from this way, and you know, I eventually found my way to um, you know actually drag racing at like Battle Imports and right. Um, at Naira and then uh, kind of realizing that my driving dream should probably end early to focus on something else. So I got into, uh, I was always uh, working on the, your own car, of course, because you guys know how it is. Right. Either, you know, you'd rather do it on your own or it's a thing of money on top of I say because we're poor. Yeah, exactly. For me, it was the money. So it was like, you know, my dad's a carpenter always helped him you know how different how hard could it be to learn how to work on a car so i found out and um i did eventually become a mechanic for a while um even worked at a dealer honda dealership as a as a line tech for i could only do it for about six months i couldn't fucking handle it anymore that that, see Uh, that's something i didn't know see this is this is great yeah we're learning all sorts of stuff it was a crossroads for me where i finally got a job as like a at, at a dealership I worked on and off at like independent Honda shops as a regular mechanic. And then we'd race on the side, race on the weekends at nighttime, shit like that. And uh, I finally got the job at the dealership. And my girlfriend at the time, who was my high school sweetheart, we were still together a couple years after high school. And she's like super stoked thinking, this is it, you know, we'll get married and all that. And I really wasn't about, especially at that time, getting married. And especially, no offense, but to my high school sweetheart, I just figured that was not going to be my story, you know? So, uh, <laughs> so you, you didn't anyways, want to like, too early. Don't no, pick too early. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That can't be the best years of my life. It's too early. So, um, I, uh, anyways, long story short, got the job at the dealership. I'm only there for about six months. I'm friggin' tired of it already. And just looking at the future, I'm like one of those people where it's like, I don't have to be somewhere or in something for very long to start thinking just, and maybe it's to a fault, like, okay. How am I going to feel like six months, a year, six years from sure. now, you know? And I'm thinking, no way, there's no way I could do this. So remember, I went and was hanging out with Jojo Kalos, who was the driver. I used to be his crew chief um, with his EG in the late 90s. We used to go to a lot of races around the country. And uh, he hit me up and he was like, dude, come over to the shop, go over to the shop. And the guy there offers me like, dude, we're going to Texas tonight for a race next weekend. Do you want to go? And I'm like, dude, I got a job i gotta go to work tomorrow anyways i didn't go to work tomorrow went with the guys <laughs> to texas and then that was it you know what i mean like i just decided then it was like i've, I've got to try to make this work somehow so i just there's just too much passion for it and i'm just not going to be i'm going to be restless like doing anything else um so yeah i went racing did that for a few years ended up um winning a lot of races you know as a crew chief not as a driver but being a part of a team and um you know, doing a lot of logistics and operations and marketing, sponsorships, stuff like that, you know, sound familiar, you know, kind of similar to what I'm doing now. So <laughs> I, I uh, 
eventually met the guys at Super Street Magazine, got to know them pretty well. And actually, the publisher is a really type of good person that you want to know at a magazine. And they ended up offering me a job to handle um, the events and productions that they would do, basically kind of like non-magazine type marketing stuff. Um, and I jumped on it. You know, I thought it'd be pretty awesome to work for Super Street. Um, that was like 2000, 2001-ish. And um, after that, I stopped working on cars, basically stopped racing, um, kind of became somewhat of like a businessman, you know, per yeah. se, or at least kind of, it was like, worked for like about it. five years. Yeah, I worked for about five years, like some pretty cool, you know, mid, high level shit, you know, big money deals, um, big sponsorship deals, you know, big publishing deals, you know, companies coming in and buying advertising, backed up with events, backed up with, you know, at that time, even, you know, internet, it was young. Um, and uh, I think it was like 2003 or four. Um, the dairy, John the Dairy, of course, was like itching at doing a time attack type event or at least something for um, just a magazine, really. Not like an actual event for people to show up, but just something to create content to do a story about. You know. um, it's kind of where it started. You know, I remember him coming to me and talking about it and I was like pushing him off. Like, oh, man, I don't know. It sounds kind of lame. And, um, <laughs> thank you. you know, he's the, one that kinda, he's the one that sold it to me. Like, dude, it's fucking drag racing around a road circuit, dude. What's so lame about that? I mean, look at these fucking cars. So, you know, John's good hype, man. Got me interested. That's fantastic. And, guy, uh, man. Yeah, he's great. So him and I, I remember, and, uh, Elliot Moran, he was working there at the time already who ended up after I quit, uh, he ended up taking over and doing, you know, the, the November super light battle event for a long time. And if right. you sit there and like dissected an NHRA drag racing rulebook and the Naira drag racing rulebook and, you know, looked at an SCCA rulebook, it was like a Bible. So we threw it in the trash, you know, <laughs> it was too much. Three, to at, you know, 300 pages. Yeah. You, yeah, you didn't want, you yeah, didn't want that. We're trying yeah. to make this simple, you know? And anyways, we came up with like a, a rule book also based off, you know, loosely how they would do things in Japan. And um, that's how we kind of got it started the first couple of years. And I, I, like I said, I only stuck around for a couple of years after the first one. And I ended up quitting um, to do other things. Um, and ended up in you know, the story I started off with about um, starting GTA um, with Rado. That was like, shit, that was 2010 when he hit me up, like middle of 2010. So I had just enough time to like, get it going and launch it at SEMA that year. And then 2011, we started our full season. Um, right. So I ended up getting back in the time attack through another friend, which, you know, we all know each other, obviously, but, you know, through Rado. And then, um, of course, if, fuck, I'm, maybe it's like a month into it. And I'm like, I got to call in the dairy dude and see what he's up to and see if you can get involved, help out, you know, do something. And yeah, in the beginning, he was there for the first few years, helping me out, getting it going, launching it. And, um, yeah, that's kind of my story, you know, like the, yeah, drag racing was like a real big thing for me. I mean, that's really just how, how I cut my teeth, like when I got out of high school and for my early 20s. That's um, why I relate with the Time Attack teams and, you know, like the pro awesome guys, like, especially when I first met you guys, like way back when, um, when we were all a little bit younger, but you guys were extra younger back then. Um you haven't seemed to catch me yet in age. I don't know what's going we on. We keep I, we keep <laughs> trying this with the stress with the stress or otherwise. We keep trying. Let me tell you. But you, you know the crazy you, nights. You know. Yeah. Well, to an well, event, not sleeping. You know. Sleeping yeah. Well, at the track in your truck in the trailer. I mean, I've been there. I've done that. Yeah. You know, for a few years, not for a ton of time, but I, I I got a taste of it and I totally get it. And you do it because you love something and you want to beat people. You want to go fast. I mean, it's just like, you know, if that's if that's in you then you know nothing's gonna it stop is. You from doing it it is yeah. what it is right yeah yep. it is yep. what it is yeah yeah well unfortunately i have to say you're looking mighty fresh these days and i'm looking older so i'll catch up one of these days <laughs> well i hope not you said 90 you said 93 and i was like holy shit that is that doesn't seem that that's not right yeah, yeah, I, that old. I think i'm 46 man i was born in 75 it's a long yeah high school was a long time ago man yeah, yeah. You, I was you two when you graduated. Wow. Yeah, see, we're not going to talk about it anymore. I didn't exist. <laughs> I didn't exist. Yeah, then, then the baby hating jumps in, trying yeah. to make everyone feel bad. You, yeah. you know what's yeah. funny? Like, uh, 
definitely learning a lot about how you grew up, Jason. And it really seems to like kind of mirror my life in a way because I worked at a Honda dealership. I started in sales and then I moved into a service advisor role and I lasted like a month or two in being a service advisor. And it was just awful. I mean, it it's a very long days, a lot of by yourself answering three phones at once. And like I knew right away, like, man, this is just not for me. And yeah, this service advisor role is tough. That's a definitely a hustle on the phone all yeah. day type gig, you know? And, and then like you're talking about those. So you, out of high school, you went into drag racing and right out of high school, more or less with meeting Mike and, and Grant um, um, way back in the day is like, I always felt like that was my education. Like that was my college that, um, you know, most people go and they spend, you know, however much on college to learn. And I just spent a whole shitload on an Evo and going to um, time attack races with Redline way back then. And that was yep. my tuition into learning uh, how life worked. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, with life experience. What do you know? Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. making those connections. Sometimes it's valuable. Yeah. Can be. If you do Sometimes. It right. yeah. well, even if you do it wrong, as long as you learn from it, wrong. Then you're doing it right. Still not learning, unfortunately. We're trying. We're trying. <laughs> yeah, so that's what, out of the five of us, three of us worked at a Honda dealership for some capacity, right? I was a tech, and the same thing happened to me. I was like, oh, this this isn't going to work out. Other I was a, cars suck. I was an honorary employee, if I have to say. I didn't work Yeah, there. you were over there all the time. I was an honorary employee. I knew everybody. And we were on the we were on the Bob Rorman, uh, we were on the Bob Rorman softball team. So That's true. And oh, boom. Wow. The funny oh, thing wow. is, so you're like the ringer. They're like, no, oh, that guy actually no. didn't even fucking work there. No, no, no. I play, I played baseball in high school and beer league softball. I, I just, just not interested in. And it was bad. We sucked. But yeah, with know, all, the whole team wasn't that good. So here's one more tidbit about my life that nobody knows about, other than maybe Mike. But when I first started at Honda in sales, I mean, I was freaking murdering it. I got a couple like. I got a salesman's of the month. I was getting uh, the first day I sold two or three cars. I mean, and I'm like super meek and mild, but for whatever reason, it works on Hondas. And um, I, I uh, met Mike through Purdue, but I got to meet the Purdue guys because they came in to test drive cars. So I, yeah. t- I did test drives with a bunch of these Honda automotive or um, Purdue automotive guys. Um, uh, ended up introducing me to Mike and. I, they ruined my freaking Honda career because all I wanted to do was fuck around with them and we'd test drive Civic SIs. We had a um, uh, M5 on the line. You, you shouldn't you shouldn't tell that story. <laughs> oh, man, we were drifting around. I remember one of our friends, uh, the first time I met him, they got an SI, a four-door sedan, and I was sitting in the back seat. And they're like, you know, do you mind if we drive fast? And I was like, as long as you don't get in an accident, I don't care. So we were on the interstate doing like 100, so... Um, and ever since my sales like plummeted because I just wanted to hang out with these dudes and, and do yeah hood the, shit the, M, the M5 yeah, I was gonna say that yeah the M5 went out more times than it should have so that that car was test drove quite a bit um, but yeah it was uh, it was interesting yeah it, it it's so funny because a lot of the stories and stuff like that trying to you know how somebody grew up what their you know the thought process is obviously you were you kind of fell into the you know the origins of time attack with nads. You know, obviously jumping in and being like, we should do this. And you're like, meh. And he's like, we should do this. And we all know that Nads is the hype man, like you said. And he gets super excited. So you kind of get excited about it, right? If he's right, excited, right. it's easy to get excited about it. And uh, you're just kind of intoxicating like that. And and it's just funny because then, obviously, you, you divorced yourself from that for a little bit. And then you came on back to it. And now, look, now you're like the dude who's in charge of Superlap, right? You're, you're making it happen. So it's funny how you stepped away from it. And now you're the dude for it. So, yeah, it is, it is, it is kind of weird. It is kind of weird, but at the same time, it's cool because I've got this, I've got this, you know, connection to, you know, the beginning of it. So right. The original. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool. So do you, you said you don't, you don't do the the drag racing as much anymore. You said you you pay a little bit of attention to it, but you haven't gotten out there to, to see any of the events recently. No, I mean, oh my God, it's been a long, it's been a long time. Um, we got we got to put together like a party pack for you where you like you know right? you win a trip uh, to English Town yeah. and you, exactly. you go hang out with those dudes. I mean, I'd be into it. I would definitely. That would check be it sick. Out. See, uh, there's, uh, Devin's going with you. 
Yeah, the so. times that these d- dudes are running now are absolutely fucking mind blowing. I mean, it's insane compared to like what we thought was fast, like way back then. So it's yeah, just, it, it'd be cool to see it in person. You know, like I never thought I'd see all wheel drive Hondas drag racing. So like, I definitely like to see that in person, like what it looks like in person, like the 60 foot. Um, and, uh, actually what's funny is that, um, the NHRA, winter nationals that usually happen earlier in the year here at Pomona um, got pushed back to like the end of this month and I'm actually in town. So I think Amanda and I are going to go, we were talking about, we saw the commercial for it and we're like, shit, look, they're doing it at nighttime. Let's go. So it'll be the big boys, you know, the um, top fuels and funny cars, but um, mm-hmm. shake your, shake your soul out of your yeah, body. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Yeah, exactly. Remind you that you're alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, I, I'll admit that drag nicing is not my favorite, but but when they shake the soul out of your body, you, you can do it a couple times, and then it's like, it's like a defibrillator. It's like you can only get hit so many times before it's like bad for you. Yeah, like, well, you know it, the thing. It, the thing too, like what's interesting is like, it's it is very similar to Time Attack, but even more simplistic. It's a quarter mile. You're going straight. But now what happens is that, you know, these people are breaking down like you know every thirty feet, every sixty feet, yeah. and everything areas on the track. Yeah. So you think. Well, what area of the lane are you going to take on the track? Well, it's one lane. Yeah, but there's multiple places that you could start right. off oh, and yeah. try to carry on at. You know, so there's all this stuff to it. Same way when, you know, I watch you guys at the track and you're looking at telemetry and you're looking at data and you're looking at all this stuff, you know, and it's the same thing. It's like, man, look at how deep you could dive into it when you take it that serious. So there's that similarity to it to where, you know, there's definitely a respect level there because – you're, you know, with time attack, you're going out there and it's not just one shot, you know, unless you're running like a traditional super lap, but you know, you've got a limited amount of time to do right. something hardcore. And yeah, no, it. I'm with you. I, I, I can, res- so, I, I respect it. It's just, it's, uh, you know, it's obviously not our bread and butter. We actually have, a, we've, we've had a, quite a few customers actually over the years now that are starting to take aero more seriously, um, for, right, right, for right. drag racing and some import customers, some half mile customers, stuff like that. So that's been really cool is that obviously now, you know, like you said, they're looking for every little bit. So they're looking for these advantages. And, and we worked with, you know, through four pistons, we work with Ramey racing. We work with obviously miles curve for the half mile stuff. And, yeah, and his setup, yeah, yeah. his setup just went all wheel drive. So it's even more ridiculous. And, and, you know, he went two thirteen on a front wheel drive Integra, you know, like terrifying in its own <laughs> right. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, and a half mile, and and now he's now he's all wheel drive, and now he's just having fun with it, you know, like keeps blowing transfer cases apart for funsies and and all that stuff, because you know those transfer cases are like smaller than my fist, so right, uh, yeah, they are. Yeah, they don't, they don't. <laughs> well, hard, hard on cavi- them. You know, no asterisk too. You know, when when you know the trans is exploding, you just stay in it too. That that kind of makes it bad for him too. Yeah, well. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, right? Like, it's okay, it is love you, is. Miles. Sorry. <laughs> no, he's Miles is great, and, and and like I said, it's cool that they're starting to think that way. You know what I mean? They're trying to get every little bit out of it, and 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 there is there is some time to be picked up there. Um, it's you know, there's time, there's ET to be picked up there, and mile per hour for that matter, if you do it right. And it's kind of like it's one of those things that it's been neglected for so long. People are like, oh well, I see these cars that are you know, just rails or like, you know, just like two frames and they go really fast. Why do I need arrow? It's like, well, they could go faster if it was designed well, you know what I mean? So it's all yeah, that kind of stuff. Cars, the top fuel rail cars, the engines in the back above the rear tires, which are the only ones spinning. And it has a huge fucking wing on it. They're using arrow and shit. Exactly. Yeah. And then they, obviously there's small wings on the front, but it's so far out that it's, it, you know, in yeah. Ter- yeah. In terms of the center of pressure, it's it's you know equalizes itself quite well. So it's it's just funny on on some of these cars. There's now they're thinking about it now, and obviously it's been going that way for a while. But now they're talking more you know CFD and and really getting to the the really finite details about those packages because we've talked to quite a few people about it. Like I said, and then and then half mile guys are easy, right? Because they they get it. I mean, when you're going 200, you want yep. it to be stable and you want it to be yeah, slick. So yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it works out pretty well. So that's, I mean, that, that's awesome to hear about some of that background and stuff. So obviously, um, jumping back in where, you know, obviously 2010, Rado came and he's like, we're going to do some shit. And you're like, woo, we're going to do some shit. I remember that. That was fun. Um, and now, obviously, you're, you know, the doing the global time attack thing and, and, and running that. So obviously, in terms of history, I've always liked to hear, like, 
how do you see Time Attack from when you when you jumped on it? Let's just say that kind of 2010 area, because that's still pretty new, or even before, if you want to talk about the origins. But how do you see that versus now in terms of like, in, in terms of participation, in terms of difference in, in car builds and, and kind of see where it's going, that kind of thing? Uh, well, it's, um, you know, it's interesting, you know, there's, there's, you know, some old, you know, not really old school, but let's just say if we look at like the past, like, 10 years, you know, it's a pretty good round number, right? And it's basically, you know, uh, I think this is GTA's 11th season this year. Um, so if you look at like the past 10, 11 years um, that I've been pretty deeply back in it, you know, there's some teams that, you know, were pretty heavy at that time, you know, coming out of that red line era of the late 2000s. Um, and some of them, you know, don't time attack at all anymore. Some of them don't time attack very often. So when that started happening in the beginning, when those were the ones that like we always promoted and marketed, you know, it was a little scary for me at first, like, you know, who's going to replace these, these cars, you know? Um, and that's one thing I've learned, like there's always willing and ready and eager and passionate people like ready to step up. Um, and there's just a lot more people out there nowadays talking about time attack, even if it's the track inspired look, um, you know, it's, it's at least it's from our world, which is cool. Um, you know, seeing, uh, you know, what I like too, is like, there's still, after all this time too, there's still people that they pick a car that they like. Usually it's, they pick a car they like, and then they time attack with that car. It's not always just like, okay, let me go get this specific car because that's probably the best car for time attack. Um, so I still like that kind of expression um, that you see. Um, no, I get you. It's it's hard. I mean, it's hard because, you know, it, it is, <laughs> we've talked about this before is like, what are you going to start with? Right. And you're either going to yeah. start with something that you love and then you're going to love it and then try to make it better. And it's going to be a hard road or you're going to start with the logical choice and it might be an easier road, but you might not like it as much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, a couple of different people come to mind, you know, like, uh, yeah. someone that's been around for a minute, like, uh, Kevin Parlett, you know, with his, uh, G 35. Right. Yeah. Um, I think he said like he, in that actual car, like he went to prom in that car when he was right. in high school, you know, so it's kind of like, we all make mistakes. That, it's okay. You know, whatever. We, we all make mistakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he continues to make it year after year with campaigning that car. But, uh, just, <laughs> Love you, Parlette. Just kidding. Just kidding. We, ju we just but, saw him. Uh, it. We just saw him. The, the just other kidding. Day, so. Not kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then like, uh, we just ran into the Phillips brothers, uh, Kevin and Kyle up in the yeah. Pacific Northwest. And they went to a uh, button willow finals last year in November. Uh, the one, uh, I think it's Kevin's got the, uh, S10 truck, right? I don't yep. see many trucks all time attacked yeah. out. And then his, his brother's got like the Bel Air Chevy, like 57 right. Chevy, the older Chevy. Um, yep. When we, we first saw them both last year in June, um, up at the Ridge, and you know, you fast forward even to just to November of last year, they were already making big changes on their cars, totally caught the time attack bug. They went to button willow. And then over the last few months, they've been putting more work into the car, you know, roll cages, um, you know, just all kinds of all kinds of work to the car, more power, um, you know, and even, you know, got rims and everything to fit under the Yokohama spec tires or running AO52s, which is a trip. Um, and they were out there just this past week and having a blast and going, you know, like having goals of going like five seconds faster than they did last time and, and doing it, you know, so yeah. Did they get first place in limited class? No, but were they still stoked anyways? Because, you know, they had their own personal goal that they want to accomplish and they were able to go out there and do it. Yeah. And that, and like we talk about that, like if you're in it, like it's hard. Cause if you're in it for records, if you're in it to compete against the, the world, you need to, you need to really focus. And, and sometimes it's, it's maybe not as, enjoyable with your own car or even possible with the car that you love but if you're if you're out there to set personal goals and and really run as fast as you can and show what a particular platform is capable of then then you know jump right to it there's plenty of it's interesting too because even as you know obviously we focus on the record side and trying to beat everybody we can um yeah there's a lot of people who like the different cars that you know the 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 all the weird shit that people try to make fast so um, yes, yes. It, it does make it interesting for sure. 
that's where it reminds me, and I'm glad that this has not started yet, and I hope it doesn't, but it reminds me of the late 90s when we would drag race and you'd show up at like Battle of the Imports and everybody wanted to claim to some type of fame. Okay, and this right. was before Instagram. There was no Instagram. Okay, so you oh, couldn't no, like I... put the hashtag. So you would take the shoe polish paint and you would write on like your recorder panel, fastest, yeah, you know, bl- black si- car, fastest <laughs> single slam, all yeah. motor on thirteens. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah, yeah, something that they would write, and it's just like, oh my god, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, <laughs> but there's still something to that, to where it's like, hey, no, I get you. Know, that's why we still, uh, we obviously still recognize records and all the drivetrains. You know, even right. though podium, you know, isn't by drivetrain, because so, right. that's still awesome. If you got a front wheel drive record or a rear wheel drive record or all wheel drive record, or whatever class, that's what it's really all about, and that's what's up. And then you got all these subsets of people that are like, "Hey, well, I'm the fastest S2000 that ever ran at that track." And right. I'm like, "Is he?" And I got to look it up. I'm like, "Hey, well, fucking hey, he is." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and those but are the hard cool ones for the sure. Because people yeah. that are into S2000s, they know that shit. You know, right. And, and it's e- it's easier to have that that community too now because shit like it's like you're you follow those two thousand guys you know what I mean like it's yeah. even easier to follow your platform as it you know something that's important right and then so ever before than yeah, ever before sure. I call those yep. baseball stats when when they're like yes. you know there's someone sitting two seats over this way and the wind is blowing at five miles right. per hour and there's two seagulls in left field and that motherfucker hit a home run and it's like yeah uh, okay. I'm not yep. sure those have correlations, but we'll just go with it. I, so. I think the, the flexibility of the time attack rules actually is what lends itself to having so many different platforms. Because if it were just, you know, stock car racing, well, there is, you know, there's better chassis. There's yeah. better chassis. Yeah. But because yeah. you have to modify so many different aspects, it's more about how good you are at, at making the modifications and implementing them versus you know, the base platform. Sure, it's going to help, you know, having a, you know, quote-unquote good chassis to start with versus, you know, a Chevy Caprice or something like that. But, I mean, like a Caprice versus a Corvette. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you, you know, if you took some really bright people to that SS versus some scrubs in a Corvette, I mean, I'm going to put my money on the Caprice guys. So that's what I think makes time attack. So awesome, so fun, and why people who love to tinker um, are drawn to it. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, dude. Seriously, you're yeah, spot it, on. It, yeah, and I think I, I, I think that's you know an interesting point and everything that that it is really because no one's there's obviously chassis that are better, but since there is some wiggle room there, and and obviously the build is so important that you can still do what you love and and do quite well. You obviously still have to focus, but you can make it happen. So yes. I'm, I, I'm interested. I want to know how did this Long Beach race come about? Oh yeah, good point. Um, uh, well, not overnight. <laughs> by not means. overnight. <laughs> uh, yeah, not overnight. Um, you know, it's so this year I started working on it in May, um, but it's something that I've loosely been trying to make happen for a very long time. Um, pretty much, pretty much since year one, um, I was trying to make it happen the following year. Uh, reason being is, um, Jacob Tanaka used to drive a Corvette, um, the first couple of years in GTA. He's based out of Southern California. Yes, we know who that is. Um, yep. You probably remember him. He was at road Atlanta. got a yeah. crash there yep. Yep. early on. We were, we were pitted next to him. Yes. Yes. I, that is right. That is right. Um, anyway, it says father works for the Grand Prix Association, which is a company that, that organizes and puts on the Long Beach Grand Prix every year. Um, so the minute I found that out, you know, the minute I started thinking, well, why can't we be in there at some point? So started asking about, you know, what would it take? How do we make this happen? And, um, you know, he kind of gave me some advice and some pointers and uh, told me about these uh, morning minutes meetings that they have every day at 6 a.m. the week leading up to the Grand Prix, going over uh, a minute-by-minute schedule, like starting day one. So like a Monday, you start going over Thursday, and then on Tuesday, you go over what happens Friday, so on and so forth. Um, and it's literally a minute-by-minute schedule. Like at 6.01, 
fire department has to open up the street for this, the police do this, you do this. And it just goes on and on and on. It's crazy. Um, so he invited me to that. And I've probably, I've been to that thing, man, at one point I went like six years in a row. Um, and it was, uh, what was cool about it too, is you get to meet a lot of people, um, that are involved in that particular weekend, whether if it's the people from IndyCar, you get to meet people behind the scenes from, from every, uh, organization that's represented in there. And then even people locally in Long Beach, fire department, police, different people like that. Um, so it was educational thing that I would go to every year, um, you know, to see how a big operation is produced like that. Um, it's a pretty overwhelming undertaking. So it's like major hats off to the Grand Prix Association for what they do every year. Um, and then the year before COVID, so I guess it was what, 2019, um, I was like, yeah, you know what, this year I'm going to skip. I think I'll just email Dwight, uh, Tanaka and, you know, bug him about trying to get in the Grand Prix. Sure, sure. <laughs> and I didn't go to the meetings and I bugged him. And then the next year was, uh, COVID. So it was canceled. And then, um, this year we're, uh, we're at, at uh, formula drift, the drift Atlanta weekend, mother's day weekend when a uh, global time attack runs there in the morning and during the day. And I ran into a friend at formula drift, Andy Luck. And he was asking me because uh, Formula Drift does a, a drifting event there. I think the week before the Grand Prix, traditionally, or the week after. I think it's the week before. This year, that's not happening due to the schedule change. But they're still doing like a Motegi Super Drift on Friday night and Saturday night. Hmm. So they're involved still. And he asked, "Hey man, when's the last time that you hit up Dwight about getting into the Grand Prix?" And I'm like, "Last year." He's like, "You need to hit him up." So hit him up. This is like you know a couple of days after. Um, Mother's Day in May, and boom, here we are. Um, so, you know, we got close one time before, a few years ago, maybe four years ago. Um, and uh, they ended up going with a different organizer, um, which is actually still there. So that's cool. Um, and uh, this time there was a hole for us to get in, and uh, we met the requirements. And, um, you know, I appreciate that they're putting the trust in us to be able to go out there and do our thing. And I couldn't be more excited, um, you know, for the time attack drivers and the teams um, that are going to get to go. Um, it's just, it, it's it's a pretty major event. I go to it almost every year. Uh, it's a spectacle. It's huge. There's a ton of people there. Um, the area that we're going to be pitted in, it's um, where World Challenge traditionally is pitted in. It's a great location because it's, super accessible to fans it's it's in the lifestyle expo center um it's indoors it's like it's pretty dope so i'm excited you know we'll get to be able to pitch and explain time attack like for three days to a bunch of people and you know i hope that the type of media that it gets just brings more exposure to like what you guys do and what we do you know that's really the bottom line that's what it's about you know so that's the part i'm looking forward to is um having a good time showing what we could do in the right way and um going fast without fucking anything up just going just <laughs> fast enough and um you know hopefully make it a yearly thing you know that we could you know go back to every year i hope that's like for me uh, a couple things you hit on uh it's probably not super realistic for us to be ready to come to long beach this year but for the love of God, like as soon as I saw that, I think Devin actually shared it with me. And I was like, uh, we need to go to this. We need to go to this. We need to go to this. Yeah, it's a big, like, it's a big deal. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you trust me, you guys are one of the programs that if you guys were running, you would have been invited. You would have been in, trust me. So hopefully we can get back next year and get you guys in next year. I mean, yeah. you guys are OG, you're mid school, you're new school. You've been around for a long time. You guys are the type of team and car that I would want to be there to represent. Um, you know, I, I want it to be people that hold records or have held records, people that have supported time attacks, supported us, um, right. people that have traveled, you know what I mean? Like I, I want it to be people that are a good representation of, of who and, and what we actually are, you know, and, and right. you guys definitely encompass that, you know? And yeah, the just, other, yeah. Go ahead. Like also wanted other racing teams and, and, and styles of racing to see what time attack is. Cause I've always felt like there's all these engineers that are working in a very limited tight rule set. And that has to like drive you crazy after a while when you've got all these wild ideas. 
um, rolling through your head that you can't do anything with. And like, I just, you know, maybe it's a bad thing. Maybe staying grassroots is, is beneficial for, you know, the health of time attack. But I always thought, man, like if some of these engineers that are on an IndyCar team or a world challenge team, something like that, you know, got a chance to flex off their skills um, on their own personal vehicles or on their own build that, you know, like how amazing could American time attack be? I agree. I agree. You know, there's definitely enough smart people out there. I just don't, you know, think that they know about this outlet for that, you know, you know ingenuity and, and creativity that they've got inside of them, you know, that they're maybe regulated by in the place that they're currently at. But yeah, something like this, it would be sweet to see like a group get together, you know, um, and put a car together or lend their knowledge to another uh, team. Um, you know, I see a little bit of that in Australia at World Time Attack Challenge. A couple of the higher end cars have some pretty serious dudes that work in the yeah, team that come for from sure. some That's very, a- very high level racing. And it shows, you know. Um, but at the same time, um, yeah, that, that's actually a really cool part of it, too. Um, Eric Sue, who works on one of the Acura um, teams that's going to be there, um, he was talking about getting a group of us together and, and do like a walk around on a couple of their cars and in their pits and stuff like that. And he's an old school um, dude that I've known from drag racing back in the day. And of course, from his time attack stuff that he's done, like the uh, Team America car right. um, that went to Australia I've, I've way back when. On. On yeah, speed we, message, we yeah, we, 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 advice on. yeah, we we talk a lot, yeah. Uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, well, you know, he's he's super cool and, and super smart. Um, so yeah, just even like having that connection to be able to introduce to other people, um, and yeah, hopefully get you know some different eyeballs like on these cars. I, I know it'll happen. I mean, people will walk through the pits, they're going to look at them, and um, you guys know what it's like to own one of these cars and have people that don't know about them look at them. Yeah, so they're confused as shit. Polarizing. It's, yeah, it's confusing. <laughs> It's, they think it's cool. They're scared. They don't like it. You know what I mean? But either way, they've got an emotion about it, which is cool. So it's a matter of us then trying to catch them and explain to them what it's about. So. Yeah. How many, how many people are, uh, are invited to that event? It's only one run group. So only 20 cars, 20 cars. Damn. Yeah. It's a, I mean, for me, it's terrifying as somebody who like, you know, has to pay bills and shit. Um, cause obviously that, that track is terrifying, but, it's so super cool. Like the second sure. that we saw it and stuff like that, it's a, it's it's definitely something that that is something I'd like to do, regardless of anything else. It's when, it's definitely a cool spending, event. When I'm spending Mike's money and smashing shit into walls, <laughs> it's like hey, I don't care. It's just not my money. Yeah. Let's, let's take it, whatever. There we go. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. I'm gonna drive all the way out there. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's so much easier when the twenty five hundred dollars in gas comes out of someone else's account. But definitely. but no, it's it, it yeah, it's definitely a sweet event and and it definitely super cool. And I'm really happy that it's on that stage. I like Dan said. I always think I always try to explain people. You know, when they don't know when they're in all the racing, you're like, well, it's like Can Am, and you do what you want. And they're like, really. And they get all excited about it. I'm like, seriously, it's pretty open. And then they they get really, you know, kind of interested in terms of the engineering challenge in that. And then, you know, some of the times that the cars run and stuff like that, they kind of get blown away. Right. And and it's it's interesting that that you know it's not really readily well known. Obviously, it's it's hard to build the cars and stuff like that in terms of you know how much money is getting into them, things like that. But um, it is it, it'll open some eyes and stuff. And I think that's going to be a perfect event for that. I always think it'd be cool to be you know on the you know unfortunately but fortunately being a sideshow for some you know some of those racing organizations because lots and lots of people watch you know goodwood lots of you know watch these other qualifying kind of type events and to see these spectacle cars and and that's fundamentally what we have and right you know what i mean it's we already know that people like it and it's interesting if they just knew what was happening and knew what was going on it would be interesting right and it's just putting it in front of enough people so they can tell that something's available yes yep fully on i mean i i totally agree with you um hopefully you know being on a stage of this magnitude will you know help jump start that a little bit um and again just you know get some more eyeballs on it you know which is is better for everybody um but yeah i'm super excited about it you know it's um it's still kind of like 
I'm like, okay, it's finally happening. Like, it's kind of hard to get excited about it. You know, now I'm like, okay, now we just got to, we got to do this right. We got to make it good. More, yeah. Now, yeah, now it's like a stressful mode. thing. I'm like, yeah, now, now, now I'm stressed out about it. You know what I mean? Before, right. I no. Like, oh, man, yeah. I'll be so stoked when this happens. Oh my God, I'm a party. And then it's like, it's happening and it's like, oh my God. Okay. Fuck. Now we got to do this. We got to do that. Oh man. You right. know, I gotta, you know, I gotta make sure of all this and you know, the, the, you know, the drivers, like, I'm like, you guys, you know, you can't fuck this up. You got to treat it like it's Pike's Peak and you're going to die if you go out the side. Like we can't right. be the ones that mess the schedule up. Like let's not be that group. Yeah, I exactly. You forever. You know what I mean? I, will, it's just like... I promise I will hate you and I will, <laughs> I will make an effigy and I will burn it. Do not make me yeah. get all witchcrafty on you. No, I, 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 no, I mean, seriously, that if you've been trying to do something for seven, eight years or whatever, or maybe even longer, it's once you get that green light to do it, you're like, Oh shit, it's game time, and and yeah, yeah you you don't want to be the one to mess it up, especially because it's a great opportunity to do something in the future, and so yeah, it's like, uh -oh. that, All right, yeah, it's it's stressful now. for sure, yeah. yeah, but that that's but super cool. cool. It's, I'm, it's good stress. Yeah. It's a big reason why I do these events. I I get a high off of the stress. It's fun, you know what I mean? So, good. Um, yeah, very cool. So, you know, obviously Long Beach is a cool thing. You obviously got you know your your two major events, you know, Button Willow and then and then Coda. Kind of where do you see, you know, from your perspective, obviously you're planning events out, stuff like that. Where do you see Time of Tech going? You know, what do you think is, uh, I mean, what do you think would be good for it? What do you think, you know, there's always people have their opinions on, on where Time of Tech should go, how it should be and, and all that fun stuff. But, you know, obviously from your perspective, obviously you're running uh, one of the bigger series. So where do you see it going? How, do you see it growing? Do you see that it, you know, in terms of marketing or otherwise, live streams, all this fun stuff that's now available how do you think we should market it? Those types of questions, you know, it's kind of like an open ask. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm happy that it's grown as much as it has. I mean, even just in the past, especially if you look at it from 2004 to now, um, and then if you even look at it from, let's say 2010 to now, um, you know, there's multiple track day organizations that do time attacks in every major region of the United States nowadays. There's, you know, multiple organizations that do events around the country nowadays. Um, there's a few bigger ones, us included, you know, that also support when they can with live stream production to even get, you know, it out there to more people. Um, so I definitely say that, not that it's in the greatest space, but it's definitely, Time Tax definitely in the best space that it's probably ever been at. You know, um, I would find it hard to argue that. Um, so that's really cool. You know, where do I see it going from here? Hopefully just more growth. Um, how much growth? Well, I've been doing this for a long time. Not much, trust me. You know, these just, just doesn't grow that fast. Look how long it takes to build a car. Um, look how long it takes to build a car and then go out and test it and have it work right. Yeah, um, yeah. So a long time. Long the time. thing is like, it could take like, for someone that hits me up and says, oh, I've got a lot of money behind it and I'm doing this car. Like I won't see him for, go fast for two years. Right. Usually. You know, and, so and, and like, the stars have to align. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's so a long a game. So I'm continuously just doing these events, you know, and you could ask my man, uh, my Amanda, my wife, Amanda, like there's many <laughs> times where I'm just driving into an event and it's just like, sometimes I'm like, what am I, why am I even doing this one? You know, yeah. like, like it's, you know, there's no heavy hitters at it. It's more of a regional one, you know, and that's just sometimes my inner thoughts, you know, but then I get there and I meet, let's say like 20 new drivers. Right. All cool dudes. I've never met before. Yeah. Right. And it's like I said, even if they weren't cool, they're fucking new. So yeah. it's like, they're fucking the assholes. Thing, yeah. The other <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for calling them cool dudes. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I will never say that again. 20 new faces that like, I'll never remember. Yeah. Boom. We, no, all, I'm kidding. All of I'm us, kidding. all of us organizers out there whether if we work together or not, we need new faces, you know, and if you're not doing something to get new people out there, then you're not doing anything to really help out the community. And I'm all about right. supporting like this community because this community supports, you know, the events that I put on, which allow me to do something that I love to do, which is put on these events and go hang out with you guys, watch right. you guys go fast. Um, so, you know, I've, you know, the way I look at it is, um, you know, I, I really, truly want to have, you know, the event at Coda Super Lap Battle be North America's version of World Time Attack Challenge and, and get, you know, COVID really fucked it up, but get international teams coming from Europe, which we're working right. on right now. Get more teams coming from, from Australia, which we've already wor been working on and even done with at least one car and a couple drivers. 
Um, so I would like for that event to be, you know, kind of the pinnacle and everything else that I do in terms of like the global time attack events around the country are all just pushing and looking for crazy maniacs that want to go to that level and compete at that level at that event once a year. Um, and if that means that they are from the Pacific Northwest and they do the events that we do up there and they occasionally do something else, that's great, you know, but if they're like the, the top of the top, then I want them to come compete against the best of the best at SLB Coda like once a year and against international players that come out, you know, to see how they fare up against them. You know, that's, I really want that to be like the all-star bash. You right. Know I mean? the, of, the draw. Like I mean, the, that, that is yeah, the draw. Yeah. You know, and I'm willing, you know, we're willing to put the money in to help teams from abroad come over here. Um, you know, we're willing to work deals out with them, split costs on containers, like whatever we could do um, to help out. You know, we can't pay for everything. We can't afford it, you know, but we'll do what we can um, to help out with that effort. If teams are serious and we're talking to a few from Europe, there's a lot of teams from Europe that are really um, interested in coming over and, and I'd, running I'd love here. that. Yeah. It's, I it's think, a short, it's a very short trip for them to come here to the East coast or even to Texas and come through. So it's, it's not as expensive as people think. Um, right. Even coming from Australia, you know, we did that deal with elusive racing and Brett Dickey uh, last year. Right. Um, it's, it wasn't as expensive as people think. Um, it's not terribly more expensive than driving around the country, you know, um, especially with the gas prices. So it's possible. It just takes a lot of coordination and planning. And again, if you're really passionate about it, but you're also can be organized and, and not procrastinate, then you could set a date and you can make it happen. It's just, it's got to be a coordinated effort. Sure. Um, and I'm in, I'm down to help, you know, so hit me up. Whoever's no, that, that's super. But, cool. I think, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that for me, one of the things is that, um, especially I think worldly and time attack wise, I think people see halo th cars and things like that, a world time attack. And I, and obviously, um, the, the high level time attack in, in, um, Australia is just bonkers, right? It's, it's crazy. And then you have on the other side of the, the you know, the other, that other pond that we have to go across on, in the UK and Europe and stuff. And they've got quite a few cars that are super serious as well. And for yeah. me, it's what I think is always interesting is, is people, you know, like, you know, like sports teams, whatever they get attached to them and they're like, Oh my God, this is so fast. And this is so fast. And this is so fast. And all I think about whenever they, you know, you haven't competed or people haven't competed together and there's no reference point. All I keep thinking about is like, I really want a reference point, right? I really want a reference from somebody from the United States to go there, you know, kind of like Will did, you know, a good reference for, yeah. for Australians, um, kind of like, you know, obviously life and, 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 and such and coal. It's a good reference for what, you know, the United States is right now. And then similarly, we don't really have a great reference for Europe, unfortunately. And so I'd, I'd, I'd like to see some of those references with, you know, Gobstopper and otherwise, you know, there's a ton of, exactly. there's a ton of good cars there. So um, there's plenty of really good options. And so it'd be super cool to see those, those competing so that we can uh, kind of have a, oh man, these cars always win Europe. How fast are they compared to here? Maybe they're, maybe they're really fast. Maybe they're not, you know, it, it, but you never know because there is zero reference for how fast the cars are. Yep. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I, um, well, we're working on making that happen. You know, I'll put it, I'll put it at that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for that. You know, I'd love to see more people come and obviously we have been having a rough, rough years, if you, to say the least. Um, and we need to get the car back out there. We're actually really close to starting it and getting tested and all that stuff. So hopefully we can, awesome. we can partake finally in, in some of this excitement, some of this new excitement and such and, and, uh, do the terrifying Coda world. What's up? Gonna take that button willow shit first, though. We gotta yeah, we need to take first. that button willow shit. Yeah, it's so annoying. God, it's so frustrating. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys, uh, back out, man. No, we do, we do, and and that's a big thing. You know, take that record and and and, and you know, you know, obviously, do our best to take that record because. You know, we were on some really fast laps multiple times, and then and then I don't know what genie, I don't know what we did, I don't know who we hurt, I don't know what we did to get cursed, but you know, we always have some problem that that leaves us stranded at the last second. So uh, we definitely got to do something about that. I remember. I oh remember. yeah, I, I guys ran sure. into a fucking string of like just bad vibes, dude, at that place, if I remember correctly. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, we, we blew up two engines in one weekend with, with yes, Jeff, and right. Jeff casually yeah. walks out of the car like the like the stud he is, and he's like, "Fire's right there, put it out." <laughs> that that <laughs> video is amazing. 
Jeff's like, the fire's right there. And the marshal's like, I can't find it. And he's like, it's right there. And just kind of like looks at it. And then Jeff's like, I'm going to take this from you and point it at it if you don't do it. It didn't matter. The engine was gone anyway. But it's, uh, it, it, you know, that, that track. And then, and then we had, um, we were on a really good flyer and then there was cooling on the track. Then we were on an, an, another really good flyer and then the ECU failed. And uh, that, that track hates us. That track hates everybody. Let's be realistic, but it yeah. does. Yeah, it does. Gets, uh, it, does. it gets it gets dirty. It gets saucy. It gets dusty. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people are sending it, and there's a lot of space, so people go off like there ain't no thing. Right. So, and, but that scares that's me so a much. Tough that one. Yeah. yeah. That that sand, that powder, and like it's crazy because because when 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 uh, Can Jam got first, we got second. You know, they ran out of thirty eight two, and we ran thirty eight five. Um, that was the ECU problem year, and um, you know, Can Jam went off multiple times, and any other year any other year they would have ripped off everything on the car but that year because it was so dry it just made dust clouds that were literally cancerous and stayed around <laughs> for literally generations i'm pretty sure they're still there and so still there right but that it was funny because that was like literally the only year you can be that aggressive and go off and not completely destroy everything under the car and so it was kind of like a, a a good thing for them because i don't want to see that car destroyed it's a beautiful car all that fun stuff but Right. If you had done that, at, you know, we've, we've been, you know, there for many, many years. If you had done that at any other time, car ain't living. So it's, it's kind no. of crazy. So Dan, you want to, did you want to ask a question? Oh, nothing. I, the, the uh, <laughs> only thing I was, I was just thinking, like, I just want to say thanks to, to you, uh, Jason. Thanks to, um, Rado, thanks to Nads for starting this up because I'm, I'm sitting here just like thinking to myself, if you guys didn't carry that torch of of the time attack from Redline, um, like we we probably wouldn't yeah. be here. We probably wouldn't have a podcast. We probably wouldn't be selling parts. We wouldn't, you know, like this yeah, it was is, a different thing. Yeah, this is my life now is is trying to keep the website together and parts to customers and it's like uh, you know it's still you know working on the nights and stuff going to the race car it's like this wouldn't happen without global time attack so i just want to say really appreciate it yeah well if we were doing the video you'd see i have a big smile on my face bro i appreciate it dude i really do uh it's you know i i feel like a big reason why I still continue to do it is because the love I have for like the relationships I've made with guys like you guys and, and everybody else out there. Um, and how much fun I have with, you know, our, my, you know, the staff of friends that we've got that help us put these things together. You know, we just all love doing it and getting together and having a good time. Like, you know, there's no better place to be than the racetrack, even if you're having a shitty day. Um, yeah. Bad day at the racetrack so, yeah, better than I mean, a good day just, anywhere else. I just think, you know, what draws us all towards this thing, it's just, it's the passion, you know what I mean? And sometimes it, it can be mistaken for stupidity. <laughs> mistaken? Uh, Are you sure? <laughs> or it's one and the same. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, but, there's, uh, there's some, there's some leveling that happens there somewhere. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, no. I appreciate it, man, but it's, it takes, it takes all of us and it takes you guys too. You know what I mean? Like if you guys didn't believe in coming out to the events in the beginning, then, you know, GTA wouldn't be what it was, you know, because yeah. the first couple of years we had some pretty sick fucking cars, which gave us a lot to, to, to a lot build of cool content. Of yeah, yeah. I mean, I still bust out those pictures and use it them was cool here and there and they're good. Yeah, so yeah. We're, we're coming back. Yep. We're, <laughs> we have to, it's mandatory. It's mandatory. Yeah. It's it like, like I said, night. <laughs> it's, it's kind of, a, it's super frustrating and, and, you know, obviously you, you get older and, and wiser and not really wiser, but, we, we just get more prescriptive and more specific and, and we want to do it right and all this fun stuff. And, and it's been, it's been a rough little, uh, let's say rebuilding reconstruction project. So soon, 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 soon. And we got to come out and see you again and hang out and all that stuff. And you and Dan can listen to some gangster rap and play basketball. And, uh, I'll just, you know, stand around and try to make yeah. cars fast. My calf muscles almost healed. I'm almost ready to get my ass dunked on. Dude, when you think, <laughs> When you think it's ready to go, I swear to God, wait one more week, dude. Yeah, I swear. No, I'm yeah. Thinking, when you think it's ready, wait one more week. I, okay. I swear. <laughs> yeah, I swear. I came back early so many times on that. I went to and paid to be at a basketball camp a couple years ago. It's like adult basketball camp thing. And it's for three days. It happened on the morning of day two. So basically like halfway through. So like the rest of the time, I just tried to limp around and still take part in shit. And it just made it worse. It was just like... Yeah. 
yeah, it's a bad injury. And ever since then, it keeps reoccurring, like at least once a year, once oh. every yeah, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, every that once sucks. in a while, I kind of yeah, yeah, it's a bummer. So but you get you you look better with age. You got a beautiful wife. If that's like what my future is lined up to be, because I'm following your footsteps, and I'm cool with that. <laughs> well, I got lucky with the beautiful wife part. Um, I'm a good salesman. Hooked that one a while back. <laughs> sold, sold her, sold her a set of goods. She doesn't know what she's yeah. got though. Yeah, sold her um, a set of magic beans. There you go. And, that's uh, all right. She's it still happens. waiting for them to sprout, but uh, you know, they're telling her they will and be real magical. <laughs> Super um, magical. Yeah, and then uh, shit, man. The older I get, the more I work out, and the more I take like what I eat more serious. I swear, that's just because like I, I'm, I can't believe I'm even made it to this age. So each birthday, I'm just like fucking, hey, I can't believe it. I never thought I'd be this old. Now, so I just now you might celebrate birthdays, like, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. So I just I work out a lot. I run a lot. Play basketball when I can. Golf when I can. I. That's like what I do when I'm not doing the time attack stuff. It's sports workout type related type shit. Try to stay in shape. Yeah. Like I said, you look good. Sweet. I'm looking worse. We'll cross soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll have to do a time enough. attack, a time attack fit club or fight. We club. do. Oh. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Devin and I have talked about it before too. So. Absolutely. It sounds like a great yeah. idea. It sounds like a great idea. It does sound like a great idea. I want to make sure that sound is in there. Exactly. But <laughs> but so we're we're close to that wrap up period there. So Jason, is there anything, you know, obviously you want to plug in the series, anything you want to talk about real quick before you go? Obviously you want to make sure you you shout out whatever you want to do in terms of marketing for the for the actual um series, all that fun stuff. Is there anything else you want to say before we get going? Done. It's been a busy year so far. Um, want to, you know, and especially with COVID going on, I want to thank the teams and everybody that supports the teams, wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, families, um, and all the tracks, you know, that we're able to go do our thing this year. Coda back in March. Um, we hit the ridge up in April. We did Button Willow in April. Um, <laughs> I almost forgot. Yeah, Road Atlanta in May. That was cool to have Formula Drift back with the full crowd and everything like that. That was pretty dope. And then uh, we had a busy, just came off a busy couple of weeks. We had two events in the past few weeks. Um, we were at Palmer Motorsports Park out in Massachusetts. And then uh, yes. we just did the Ridge Motorsports Park for a second time. Um, that event was cool. Spectators, um, drifting was going on with Lone Star Drift. We had a little car show going on with the Just Vibes car show. And um, we were on track, split in time with SCCA time trials. We had three run groups, um, ended up being 44 cars. Not so, yeah, not too many cars in the run group, but just enough cars to make it worth it for me. Um, right. And again, you know, it's a cool area up there that we're trying to, trying to build out. Um, so, yeah, up next, like what Dan brought up, which I appreciate, um, we're at the Long Beach Grand Prix. Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach is the proper name in September. Um, I want to make it like a time attack party in the pits. Uh, so any drivers want to come out and hang out and help us talk time attack to people, um, hit me up and come out. Even uh, if you guys want to come out, we can schedule a time that you guys would be there, you know, do like something like that. Um, we'll no, that's all on, that. Again, I just, that sounds super yeah, cool. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, we've got super a couple cool. drivers like, like John Wheeler wants to come out, the enthusiast um, superstar, right? Enthusiast class superstar. He wants to come out, and I told him that that like you know, hey, um, you know, maybe we could promote a time that you're going to be there, and you could talk to people about your time attack car and your program. Um, so yeah, it's uh, that's going to be a good time if you could make it out in September. Long Beach Grand Prix is an awesome event. Make it out. If not, watch it on TV. I don't know if we'll make it on TV. We haven't been told no yet, but we also have not been told yes. Get me out there. I'll so get it on it's, TV. It's, That's all I'm saying. It's a possibility. No. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Good so or we'll bad. We'll see. Yeah, and then after that, we uh, finish the year out at Button Willow in November. Um, that's always a good one. Um, always a good one. Yeah, it's always a good one. It's a classic. Good old dirty Button Willow. Um, <laughs> Willow Ranch, yeah, Willow Ranch, Super Eight, Super the Super Creepy Eight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Button Willow is a fun one. You know, it's been around for a long time. Like we said, they've been we've been doing that uh, event loosely <laughs> since two thousand four. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely it's a 
very West Coast heavy event, but um, people from all over the country know about it. So, and again, anybody's welcome. Um, anybody want to run that event, just hit me up. We'll get you in there. Registration is open. Um, and then, yeah, the date for uh, Superlot Battle Coda next year is February 18th to the 20th. Mark it down. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Um, I want to awesome. thank you guys for having me on the podcast. I appreciate it. Um, Never have to thank us about... for anything. Well, no, thank you guys. I was nervous about talking about stuff, but uh, once I start doing it, yeah, I do it's enjoy us. being able it's to us. spread the word about Time Attack, and it's nice to catch up with you guys. Yeah, you're with family. It's, it's fine. That's right. That's right. It's easy with us. My voice is so calming and soothing. That's what I've been told. And because I talk so slowly and and smoothly Ooh. that people okay. just people just love wow. it. You know. Now we're lying. That's now we're just, <laughs> yeah, we're, not, we're just we're just we're just we're just straight up lying at this point. Yeah. Just so calm and soothing. Talk and, about sales while you just start bullshitting. I get it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm just I'm I'm just trying to do my best here. What can I say? No. Very but speak fair. it into speak it into existence or what is it? Speak it into existence. That's mm -hmm. right. That, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. But no, we we terrible we we uh we absolutely appreciate you being on you know obviously it's super cool to hear about og stuff and and, and early time attack and all of that and how it's grown you know your perspective obviously you from we're in it from the beginning so i think that's super cool for people who are just now you know unfortunately unfortunately weren't even born and now they're in it which is really cool and uh yeah. like devin and hayden and and, and all these guys are going to come out and stuff like that and do more and and it's super cool to hear where it started so um, I really appreciate it. Obviously, we we need to get out. We need to see you again. We've said that to so many people on this podcast because of the last couple of years, but we need to come yeah. out, come see you, come hang out. We uh, we'll talk about Long Beach and and just being you know there to support any way we can, stuff like that. Obviously, we still push global whenever you know whenever we can for for people to go to events and stuff. So seriously, if you if you go to Time Attack events or you don't, you know, Global's a great place to be. So if they're around you, please take advantage of it. I know like. Some people on the East Coast had taken advantage of that Palmer one. Um, there were, you know, some excitement around that. So that's super cool as well. So, again, just happy to talk to you. Same here, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much.